Welcome. Uh, welcome to the What Did You Think podcast episode 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my pants are so. Yeah. I mean, I, we're not going to give any context to that. I think we just leave it how it is. Uh, this this episode is going to be different than normal uh, because. Uh, we're going straight in. I mean, obviously, like, you know, we're going to say hi and stuff. But in terms of spoilers, this is a spoiler review. There's no spoiler-free section. Not that it really matters, considering what movie it is. But uh, if for some reason this matters to you, go ahead and leave uh, whenever you want. Maybe maybe stay for, like, a couple minutes just so you don't get, like, the immediate, you know, leaving or whatever. But, like, this is a spoiler review. Uh, that being said... What's going on? Absolutely. A lot of things, actually. Yeah. Um, so, the SAG Awards were mm-hmm. not too long ago. They were only a few days ago. And um, uh, this is following, of course, the BAFTAs. And to for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, these are all of these award shows. So there's like Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, PGA... You know, a whole bunch of just just different well stuff. And mm-hmm. the BAFTAs and the SAGs are the closest representation of what will go home with Oscars. Uh d- like well for the Oscars. Um and typically they all have at least a two out of four acting nomination slash winner like match. Um that is until, of course, this year. Um, the last time there's been there's been no matching um, winners was in 1998. So, so let me catch you up on the BAFTAs, okay? So the BAFTAs is uh, the 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 winning of the lead actor was Austin Butler. That is, we we said this in our Oscar episode. This is this race is down to Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. I don't mm-hmm. see anybody else winning this. Austin Butler won the BAFTA. Looks really good for him to win the Oscar. If he gets the SAG, it's pretty much over. All right. Barry Keegan, or Keoghan, I'm sorry. Don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, ended up winning the Best Supporting Actor for the BAFTA, which is odd. Uh, Hey Kwan. Has been sweeping. Oh, has been sweeping. And so it was odd to see Kay lose, you know. Whatever. Yeah. That was a fluke in the system. The Oscar expert on Twitter perfectly said that it's not canon, which I agree with him. So <laughs> that loss is not canon. Um, and then we had uh, Kate Blanchett, which is pretty clear. Like, she is destroying the competition right now. She won that award. And uh, there was um, supporting actress, which was uh, Carrie Condon, which Cameron and I have said she deserves to win this. She right. is phenomenal in Banshees. And uh, finally get some recognition. So there we go. Um, and of course, the SAG Awards, were, like I said, were a few days ago. So we were expecting to see some similarities. And no, there wasn't any. Brendan Fraser took away the best actor. Uh, you know, he, he took that home. So 
that's really just down to the wire. It's going to be whichever the Academy likes more, you know? Right. Uh, but that's, that's crazy. We had Jamie Lee Curtis when best supporting actress, which I still don't understand. Listen, Stephanie Shu should have won it. If right. we're going to be real right. over, if it was going to be an everything everywhere person, it should have been Stephanie Shu. Um, but her chances I think are dead now. Uh, and I would honestly say Angela Bassett's shot at winning is gone. I, I think, think she has a shot. Now, coming from someone who doesn't really follow the other awards other than the Oscars, uh, I understand that the correlations are there. I think more and more, though, those correlations are becoming less important. And I think Stephanie Shu still can take this. I don't think Stephanie Shu has a shot. And I don't think Angela Bassett has a shot. I think we're going to end up seeing a Carrie Condon win, which came out of left field. With. I would not. Be I would not be upset yeah. at all. Uh, but I think Carrie Condon has the shot on winning this. Um, and Michelle Yeoh won the SAG for Best Actress in a Leading Role, which is crazy because Kate Blanchett's destroying the competition, and then we have Michelle Yeoh. She wins the Golden Globe, and now she wins the SAG, and which makes this seem like this race between between Kate and Michelle is a lot closer than a lot of people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to think, so these are actors that voted for these awards, okay? And typically, actors also take up a majority of the voting uh, just because there's more actors than there are, you know, like VFX artists. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. Sure. Or just like filmmakers in general. Uh, so, and speaking of everything everywhere, K.A. Kwan wins <laughs> the... But no, the, so the Everything Everywhere sweeps. They won Best Ensemble, which is their equivalent to like the the Best Picture Award. Um, and it is kind of nuts to see that. I, I would say after seeing how well they performed here, I think it's kind of clear that Everything Everywhere is going to win Best Picture. I think that's pretty obvious. I think what I'm more now, what I'm more intri- uh, intrigued by is the acting and the actress uh, race that yeah. I am best picture. Um, but yeah, so that that's the little movie news for you guys to get you caught up here. Um, but if I had to final predict those, K wins, uh, Kehe Kwan wins. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Kate Blanchett. I'm going to say Carrie Condon wins. I'm going to say Brendan Fraser wins. I think those are going to be the four acting, the acting wins. Um, I'd be shocked if I saw anything else. And if he's wrong, he will pay everybody who subscribes to this video a thousand dollars. Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, this close. He could edit that. He could edit out the not, and then just be me saying could, absolutely. But I won't. Yeah. Uh, speaking of absolutely, absolutely wild thing going on. Um, the the movie we're talking about today. I don't think we need any fancy like segue or anything like that because there's no like this is a wholly unnatural movie this movie is it the fact that it exists i still am trying to wrap my mind around this this feels like a snl trailer uh and that of a movie that everyone would be like oh that would be a great movie but then it never gets made um but cocaine bear uh is the movie for this week you know, it, it all went by so fast. You know, for those who weren't around at the time or for those who weren't paying attention, 
one day the poster for this movie comes up like gets released and people are like well that's crazy i can't believe like that can't be right right and then a trailer comes out a couple days later and people are like wow this is actually happening and now the movie's out and man oh man is it a movie uh, it is a movie cocaine bear directed by elizabeth banks starring carrie russell aiden aaron reich uh O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Ray Liotta. Uh, it is, among others, uh, it's a ride. It's a it's a it's a thing. And so, like we said at the start, we're gonna just go full spoilers this time. Um, yeah. So Ben, what did you think about Cocaine Bear? I thought I was gonna hate it. I thought it was. Gonna, I thought it looked stupid, and I was not ready for it. I. I had to practically be dragged to opening weekend for this movie because mm-hmm. Cameron was overhyping this movie like crazy, which is a big reason why I didn't want to see it because I'm like, there's no way you think this is going to be good. This is going to be terrible. And I don't know if Cameron is more excited for the free gummy bears or the movie itself. Our theater and, did give out free gummy bears opening weekend, which I did I, take advantage of. I did too. I did too. Um, <laughs> And I was I was dreading going to this movie. It looks so stupid. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. I had a fantastic time at the theater. I was laughing a lot. I was really, really, really into it. Um, well, I will say uh, the first like 15 minutes or so, like they're setting yeah. up a bunch of characters and stories that right. I don't care about. I came to watch a bear on cocaine right. kill a bunch of people. Um, and they gave, I will say, give credit to where credit's due. Th- they did give every character a story in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not every character needed a story at all. No. But they had stories, and they gave it to them. Yeah. Uh, I think the film's biggest struggle is just, like, balancing uh, their momentum. It's like mm-hmm. pacing is very off in this movie. But if, we, if I had a bear every single scene... I was in for it. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and I will say for a bear, they had very creative kills. Yeah. For this movie. Uh, same Similar to like uh, Violent Night, where instead of Santa just like shooting people all the time. Because with John Wick, his kills can be very repetitive. Because they are. Like the early one, the first one. Yeah, he's killing yeah. like 50 people at a, you know, per second. And it's all with bullets. As the films go on, though. We see him more, and it, it gets more and more fun with, like, his experimental kills. I think with this, uh, it is a lot of fun to see how many ways a bear can kill somebody. Right. But yeah, Cameron, Cameron what did you so think? So, here's the deal. You, I was so excited for this movie because I feel like I have some kind of sixth sense and that I can tell, and, I, you know, I've, I've been wrong before, but it's very infrequent. Just early, early early footage coming out like the first trailer and the poster i can tell if a movie will take advantage of its premise or not so for example i feel like ben thought this was going to be in the same vein of like a, a happy time murders where in theory the premise could be good but in execution it is so poorly done that it's uh it's bad Am I right when I say that? You f- you were thinking this was going to be a wasted potential kind of thing? Well, not even wasted potential. I don't care if a bear is on cocaine or not. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. 
Sure. It looked, but, it looked dumb. It looked dumb. Here's my thing, though. I It is very – I can tell when a movie knows it's dumb and goes with it, like this movie, because this movie is dumb. But it's the good kind of dumb, and that's, like, what makes it work. If you're willing to go all out with – if this movie – if the trailer came out and it was, like, Cocaine Bear rated PG-13, okay, scra- scratch it off. It's not going to be good, right? But the R rating and the poster – and the trailer showed me that they were willing to take this premise and actually go somewhere with it that would be enjoyable. Because when you hear Cocaine Bear, you're not expecting a story. You know, you're not expecting, you know, really anything other than this is going to be funny because a bear is going to be eating people and it's on cocaine, right? And if you take advantage of that premise, it works really well. And I think they took advantage of this premise. And I, th- I, and like, you're right. They, they do get really creative with it. And there was, it was, it, it would be so easy to do this premise poorly. And I still think there's room for improvement, but they managed to make it enjoyable to a point where I would say it's worth it going to see this. Right. No. And I agree completely. I, I, I will not completely. Cause I, I will say, <laughs> I don't think they took advantage of the R rating that well. I Are think you kidding. Hear me out. In the very beginning, we have this couple on a date, and several kills happen off screen, and it's just, like, kind of frustrating a little bit. It's like, I want to see every single kill. But Violent Knight, man, he's goring up people. There is right. gore galore. And I will say, I will say, uh, the amb- there's an ambulance scene where an ambulance is driving away, and a bear books it and jumps into the ambulance easily the best scene in the whole movie yeah it is insane and those kills made me ugh. Uh, right yeah the girl's face scraping against the, the pavement like, asphalt yeah is insanely painful the, to the watch. dude's like wrist like ugh. yeah, yeah. now yeah. I, i'm gonna say this i'm surprised that that's a, a something you came away with because i actually thought this movie was more violent than i was expecting it to be really yeah it was way more violent than I was expecting it to be. And, a, like, okay, so you say some kills are off screen. I think that was on purpose because you got to build up, okay? The very first scene in the movie cannot, you can't show the bear going all out because you got to give the audience no reason to stick around. So you, mm-hmm. you tease them with an early kill that doesn't show too much. And then as you go on, you get more and more and more. That's why one of the earliest gory kills, you still, most of it's happening off screen. You're just seeing the blood drip. And that's like, oh, I like this is this is stringing me along. Then you get the gunshot, and then you get the ambulance scene, which is where it actually hits hits its peak. And well, that's why a lot of people are disappointed with the finale. Uh, there's also the issue with um, the whole park ranger scene, not when she's in the ambulance, but when they're uh, inside the building. Um, there's the gunshot, which was unexpected and funny, but kind of bad CGI. It looked really fake. Uh, and, um, then another kill that was off screen that we just see the bear just with dripping blood from his, uh, thing. And you mentioned it is the peak of the movie. It is the peak. We have this, and then it's followed by these two drug dealer people that I, we don't care about at all. Oh, I was interested in what was going on there. I think you were interested because he used to play Han Solo. Oh, I don't like the Solo movie. I don't. That's not why I mentioned. I was interested because I thought they were funny. Okay, I yeah, like the storyline sure. doesn't matter to me, but they 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 fulfill a a comedy 
uh, aspect of the movie. I found myself laughing a lot, especially when he shoots his two fingers. He shoots the middle <laughs> finger the middle. and the pinky off. Yeah. But, but the <laughs> ring finger is still attached. <laughs> um, and then they have this dumb twist of this cop's like that was completely okay. I think we're 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 we need to back up, we need to kind of recap a little bit. So uh first of all, Ben is right. The first like 20 minutes of the movie are so slow because it is it is setting up a bunch of different character storylines which we don't care about. And I think by the end of the movie, you kind of forget that it happened, but when you're sitting in it at the start, it is so slow. And I was I, on meds too, so I was fighting to stay awake during this. Right, part. and it, it it I think it would work better that way if there were more characters than the ones that were fleshed out, because I do think this movie lacks kills. I think it needs a little bit more. Um, and so if they're fleshing out these characters and we're seeing the early parts of a bear rampage, that'd be better. Um, and then uh, over the course of the movie, uh, we get the bearer gets on cocaine, it starts killing people, and then the two main plots are this mom is looking for her lost daughter, and these drug runners are trying to uh, find the cocaine uh, and get it back. For Han and Solo's dad. Han Solo's dad. Um, so neither storyline really matters. They're just they're just reasons for characters to walk from one bear attack to another. But there's random parts in the movie where I think the movie thinks we care more than we do because obviously it's a cocaine thing. So there's like police involved and stuff. And there's a part where one of the police officers we're introduced to earlier in the movie gets revealed. Uh oh, she's also a drug dealer. And it's like they never even go anywhere with it. Like, not at all. She literally has the quickest character arc I've ever seen where she's uh, actually evil. And then by the end of the movie, she's not evil anymore. And mm -hmm. ends up giving a dog the the guy's dead dog, not the guy's dead dog, the dead cop <laughs> that like she helped kill. She gives his dog to one of the drug dealers. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was it, it's just poor poor writing. I think it comes. I think that's where it comes into play. It's just like with these movies, it's we don't care necessarily about. All, every single character you know what i mean right uh we care about a handful of them like i didn't care about the kid at all you know uh like or you know they were eating cocaine it was i guess that, that was, was funny. funny that was funny i mean it's a comedy you can't i, I right i i'm not expecting every movie every scene to be like story fulfilling or like meaningful or really any way other than if it made me laugh or not which i do think this movie when the bear is not involved, there are more misses than hits. Mm -hmm. But I think it's enough to keep you going along. Um, and I will say this. This movie has a similar problem to the Transformers movies, which is the action is, like... the actions is really the action is really cool. Uh um, and it's like, you know, that's why you're there. I want to see robots punch each other in a city. And when it's happening, you get to just stare at it and be like, wow, you know. But then uh -huh there's like an hour and a half of military people, or in this case, just other people walking around doing their thing. And the transformers are involved or the cocaine bears are involved. And we're just not interested. And it's so interesting, not in like an interesting way, but in like, a, I want to know why these choices are made kind of way 
this movie, Godzilla 2014, and all the Transformers movies, they have their interesting aspect, and then they devote so much time to literally anything else, and it doesn't make sense to me why that keeps happening. I think there's... Well, okay, with monster movies, it's different, because with Alien, the Alien's, like, hardly ever on screen, all right? I'm talking about Ridley Scott's. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason Alien works so well, it's the fear of the unknown. Right. And uh, Godzilla could be a lot better if, like, you know, first of all, they focus. So if you're going to show the monster, the monster better be in the movie every single scene. But uh, the reason, um, have you seen Cloverfield? I love Cloverfield. So do I. And how often do they show the Cloverfield monster? They don't, but the fact they're not showing it is the point. Exactly. And it's like, if you're going to make a good monster movie, you either a have the monster in it literally every single scene. All right. Cause that's all we care about. Or B don't show us the monster at all. And it's that fear of the unknown. It's the intensity that we don't know what this thing looks like. All right. And I know I compare this thing to violent night a lot, and I'm going to continue doing that. They're very the scenes without Santa Claus works because they don't go too hard with the story. They know what we're here to see. And the story that they do give us give us is very basic, but very like enjoyable still because you have a, you give us good characters that like you know the stupid movie star guy, right? And you know, of course, we don't really care about how much money's in the vault or why these people are trying to steal the stuff. Okay, I get that, but you have such a simple and easy to follow along story that makes it easier for you to transition to the scenes of Santa Claus and killing these people. But with the reason Cocaine Bear has its issues is because there's so many different stories and so many different characters and plots that you're trying to follow that literally this bear is superhuman. It is going back <laughs> and forth from every plot point ever. Right. And it is exact like it's uh exhausting to watch sometimes. So but um yeah, I don't know why I went on that tangent. But well, we we were talking about why movies sometimes don't show a monster. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Cocaine Bear isn't the movie, the kind of movie to fear the unknown. Cocaine Bear is the poster. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like you, you, you know what's going on. So there's no fear. And this isn't even a horror movie. Like it's a comedy through and through. It's, it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it could be technically called a slasher, but it's just a comedy. And I, if you're not going to make me laugh and you're not going to show me a bear ripping people apart, I'm not really going to care. Yeah, and that that is. It's not impossible to make a movie like this where you care for the characters. It's just this isn't it. This yeah. isn't it at all. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I still had a lot more enjoyment out of it than I thought I was. I wasn't expecting much. I mean, I will say the ending was frustrating. Uh, yeah, I don't think the ending works. At the all. ending doesn't uh, work. Yeah, so, go ahead, explain more. Well, I don't want to keep cutting you off, but I'll kind of set up your discussion of the ending, which is that when we say the movie peaks at the ambulance scene, it that is like by and by far, that's what you sign up for when you sign up for a cocaine bear movie. Literally people. And by the way, I watched Carson Runquist's video on this and he's right. The reason that scene works so well is because we don't spend a lot of time learning about the ambulance people. It's just they're people who show up, have a specific purpose, and that is to get eaten by the bear and they fulfill that purpose. And good job. That's the best scene of the movie. So th- th- that 
level of intensity that interesting the interesting violence going on there and there is a lot of comedy going on in that scene uh it all comes together and like a great like this is how you pitch a cocaine bear movie and then everything that comes after it fails to meet those expectations especially for a finale right now um i'm happy elizabeth banks did make this you know uh I know her from one other movie I've seen from hers, yeah. and that's movie forty three. And uh, that's not a fair way to. There's so I many just... great people in that movie. You can't really blame anyone in that movie for being in that movie. If you just... know about how that movie was made, no one in that movie can be blamed for being in that movie. She's one of the twelve directors in it, and therefore they have a special place in my heart, and it's not in my heart at all. Okay, that is not no. fair. I'm listen. Gonna I I, I understand it's not fair, but it is okay, because no. I, dude, I that is the reason I have my mental health issues is because of watching movie forty three. My doc, that's not prescribed. Uh, my doctor <laughs> says it's not. Uh, but I yeah. think it is. Because I was fine when I watched it. Listen, I will stand on this hill and I will die for these people. All right, listen, if you know, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, commenters. But as far as I'm aware, the way Movie 43 got made is some producer had a lot of uh, IOUs from a lot of famous people in the industry. They like a lot of like either unresolved contracts or unresolved promises of all these famous people. And they're like, yeah, I'll be in something you make someday. And then this guy took advantage of that and got the most star-studded cast known to man. And he made the worst movie you'll ever see. That's why you get Chris Pratt. You get Hugh Jackman. You get all these like top level people doing very bottom of the barrel work. It's none of I, them want to be there. None of them enjoyed it. They were there out of sheer obligation. We talk about movies that get us into film that make us want to join that industry. Uh, this is one of those few movies that make me not want to step anywhere close to this. Now, thankfully, this was this came at a time after. I saw Jaws and 12 Angry <laughs> Men. All right. But I can't think of a terrible world where I've seen this movie first. You know? I'll, I'll, I don't know. All I'm saying is this isn't a fair thing to judge Elizabeth Banks by. You want to judge her fairly? No, I, and I was I was joking by that. I was joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen her acting more than I've seen her directing. I think this is actually the first thing I've seen of hers directing. But she did do Ocean's 8 uh, and did. Charlie's Angels. The Charlie's Angels. She did Pitch Perfect 2. Um, but I know her as Effie. From the Hunger Games. Hunger Games, yeah. So, uh, is she, speaking of which, is she going to be in the new one? The new one's a prequel. I don't even know if she's alive. How yet. old was Effie in the... I don't, well, the thing is, the, the this prequel is about, like, President Snow, and, like, he's really old. So, if it's a prequel about him, then she might not even have been born yet. And I, I have the book, but I haven't read it, so I don't know if she's in it. Well, I guess time will tell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've got nothing else to really add here. Um, you know, it's it's a short movie. It's like an hour and a half, but the and it stinks that it's only an hour and a half, and the beginning is still really slow. Right. So I I think there's uh a few last things we can say to really tie this all together, uh and and I think that starts with one explaining what the finale is, which is just like. All the storylines come together where the daughter is found in the cave in the same place the drug dealers find their drugs. And then there's like this whole standoff between the two groups and whatever. 
and no one cares what happens because everyone knows in the movie called Cocaine Bear, you're not you're not going to end with some random guy shooting some random girl. You're going to have the cocaine bear involved. And obviously the good guys are going to win in the end because this isn't the kind of movie to have a a twist ending. That's like a commentary on the human spirit or whatever. Like this is just, this is just the kind of movie where you know what's going to happen. So what you're really holding out for is an interesting kill from the bear. And it's really not, Uh, it's a guy, he gets his stomach slashed open and then the cubs eat it. And like, that's fine. But when you compare it, and I sound so demented saying this kind of stuff, but when you compare it to earlier kills, it's kind of nothing. And it, it 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 doesn't really, it doesn't have that finale punch that it needs. You know what I'm saying? So sure. I've never had my stomach cut open, nor have I died before. So I really can't answer right. as to if that's worse or not, but I will say you have to keep in mind no one in the audience has died either so that's who you're making your movie for. <laughs> I will say though you are right. I this is this is a very lame way. Like uh, I would have liked for the bear to like rip him in half or something like that or eat him whole, you know, we didn't yeah. get the bear eating anybody. Uh so yeah, I mean it could have it could have definitely been better in several areas. Right. But I'm still happy to live in a world where Cocaine Bear exists. True. This is a movie that I think deserves the kill count treatment. James A. Janice can't wait for the episode. Uh, that's but, I was th- I was, yeah. Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, no. no. I, oh. I agree with you. Yeah. So in that spirit, I think we need, a, we need to kind of jump on this train a little bit. Do you have a favorite and least favorite kill from the movie? Uh, or in cocaine terms, a golden... A uh, bear claw and a dull bear shetty. There we go. Yeah. Um, my favorite kill is the woman that has her face completely sawed off by the the road. Yeah, that is by far the best kill, and the worst kill is probably um either the girl in the very be- no 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 it's the guy the guy that uh is the husband or whatever to the girl his death is completely off screen we don't even see any remains of his body we do in a flashback we get a minor flashback to where his face is ripped off but it's so quick you kind of don't really realize what's going on um then it's probably like either the guy it's one of the off-screen deaths yeah it doesn't matter yeah i think my favorite here's the deal i would make the like the scrape thing the face thing my favorite if i didn't like physically recoil when it happened on screen so I think my favorite might be the uh the the other ambulance guy, the guy with like the wrist. <laughs> with his wrist. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh summarizing my opinion, I'd say if you can get past the slow start and you're uh interested in a semi-funny uh bear kill fest, then that's really it's short enough to be worth it the highs i think are are worth it um but also you could get away with just watching the kill count whenever that comes out <laughs> or watch this yeah um yeah How well you've been i just need to leave our viewers with one a few wise words um cocaine is bad unless you give it to a bear yeah it's funny you're if right you give your pets drugs 
you are in for a treat. Right. And you yeah, that that's true. That's true. That was a that was the, the, the cocaine dog. That was my <laughs> cocaine dog. Right. But um I think we can we can we can end this out with the simple statement. Need a little less cocaine, a little more bear. <laughs> but until next time, see you guys later. Oh, <laughs>